If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Hello, weirdos, and welcome to episode number 40 of the History for Weirdos podcast. And yes, I'm doing our little intro today because yes, I did not follow through with writing my episode for the week, so my lovely, sweet husband, Andrew, had to pick up the slack, and he is doing an awesome episode for us again this week. Oh, thank you. Yes. Don't worry. I'm used to picking up the slack. Oh my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where are my socks? You're wearing them. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> but no, seriously, Andrew, thank you so much. It's been just a very busy weekend. Yeah. Well, a busy few months for you. Busy few months that should be ending in about 25 days and 20 hours or so. But who's keeping track? But who's keeping track? And once that's the case, I can't wait to give you less slack, I guess, to be (laughs) picking up with the podcast. But tell me, tell us, me and the dear listeners, what are we discussing today? Well, we have something kind of interesting today. So... I, a few weeks back, I did yeah. an event, um, and it got me thinking about one of the weirder events okay. um, that happened in ancient history. Uh-huh. And this was a an event or an instance of natural phenomena dictating the course of human history. Oh, I love when that stuff happens. Yeah, when it's pretty nuts. Things outside of human control kind of like change everything. Right? Yeah, we're kind of living through that right now. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us more. So... We're going to go back all the way to the year, for our story, the year Mm -hmm. 585 BC. So it's a little bit back in time. Yes. But, you know, before we even do that, though, Mm -hmm. I actually have to give a little bit of background. Okay. So we're going to go all the way back to the Bronze Age. Okay. And you know what we're going to talk about? Is it the Bronze Age collapse? We're going to talk about the Bronze Age collapse just for (laughs) a split second. And honestly, we we could have an entire, like hour-long episode to the Bronze Age Collapse. So I'm just going to sum it up in about like a minute and a half instead. Okay. So the Bronze Age, if you didn't, listeners already didn't know, lasted, and then this, the Bronze Age, by the way, when I refer to this, is like the Bronze Age of like Mesopotamia, the Near East. Okay. And even the Eastern Mediterranean, like Greece as well, so the Aegean. So lasted roughly and very roughly from like around 3000 BC to around 1200 BC. Wow. And so the latter part of that you had these massive, very wealthy, very powerful empires. They just all fell. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't fall, they were only a shadow of their former glory. Like Egypt, for example. Mm-hmm. You had the last great native king of Egypt, Ramses III, right. um, who fought off a group of 
marauders called the Sea Peoples. Oh which, yeah, the Sea Peoples. The Sea Peoples, yeah. Um, very mysterious. I could. I'm not even going to go into them because that's just a rabbit hole where we will not emerge. <laughs> but just know that a lot of empires just completely fell. A bunch uh, of empires fell like at once. Or at within... all within within like a generation. Okay, within a generation. So, you saw the Trojan War happen right, right. around 1200 BC, right? Mm-hmm. So Mycenaean Greece was poised to essentially be like have unprecedented power, but they felt like you know they ironically destroyed a civilization, and yes. then they were them themselves destroyed about 30 years later, wow. roughly, right? Okay. We really don't know exact dates, um, but just know everything everything went to shit. Everything, everything went, to, went sh- to shit everything during the Bronze Age collapse. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so. Basically, it kind of cleaned the slate, and so, you know, for anyone to really take over. And so, mm-hmm. during the next few centuries, Assyria was one of those um, was kingdoms that kind of coalesced around their heartland. Okay. But they never fell, and so they eventually rose to power again under the Neo-Assyrian Empire. Which means new. Which means new. Okay. Right? As opposed to the Middle Assyrian Empire or the Old Assyrian Empire. So, the Neo-Assyrian Empire... Um, just really runs things in Mesopotamia, and they were brutal. They, they were, were like shit they were they running were shit. About they were it. brutal. They took they created the largest empire the world had ever seen up until that point of time. Okay, around like think of like the 800s, 700s, 600s BC. Mm-hmm. The end of the 600s BC, um, they were so successful. Um, at being so brutal <laughs> that everyone hated them. I like, bet. Everyone hated them. It's a good way to make enemies. Right. Great way to make enemies. And they fell. So, unsurprisingly, right? Basically, an entire, like, the Medians, or the Medes as they're called, which is like from, they're like a group of people from present day Iran. Okay. And uh, the Babylonians. Okay. They kind of formed this coalition, took down. The Assyrian Empire. The Neo-Assyrian Empire because yeah. they were super mean. They were super mean and the Medes were like, nah, nah fam, we're not about this life. Babylonians, because they ruled over them both. Yeah. Um, the, the Assyrians did. And so they're like, no more. We're, we're done with this. And they, um, yeah, this one mighty empire basically fell. That's what happens, right? When like a big empire is oppressive and, and brutal mm-hmm. to other groups, other nations, other cultures whatever eventually they get fed up and they overturn them exactly that yeah. happens over and over again and this had happened here okay. um it, like the moment that they slip up the moment that they show any vulnerability they're done right and that's exactly what happened so to summarize just like in a not so experty way <laughs> tell me if this is correct sure you told us about the bronze age collapse right or a bunch of Cool empires were all kaput, kaput around the same time. To fill that void over a few hundred years, the Neo-Assyrian Empire rose. They were not like super chill. <laughs> and then people rebelled against them and then they were kaput. That's, I think, a pretty good summary. Okay. Yeah. And then what's next? And then, so, and this is kind of setting the stage for our story. Mm-hmm. So you have... Those two empires, right, the Medes mm-hmm. or the, of the Median Empire, the Babylonians of the Babylonian Empire, yeah. and then you have the Kingdom of Lydia, okay. which comprises, you know, most of, like, present-day um, Turkey. Okay. Uh, those are kind of, like, your three major power players. And they're and all the close Near to East. each other. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all close to each other. Uh, just to kind of paint you a picture, right? 
Um, so those are the guys. They're just they're running things now. Okay. They're running things. Egypt. These are our main characters. These are our main characters, right? What's Egypt doing? Egypt is there. They never really covered from their Bronze Age collapse, so they they exist. They're just not as powerful as they would they would have hoped to be. Mm-hmm. Ironically, just kind of funny aside, they were bitter enemies with the Neo Assyrians, but mm-hmm. at the very end, they were actually like the best allies. Oh, very it's funny when that happens. Again, that's a, another rabbit hole, but yeah, pretty <laughs> weird. Um. So, this kind of leads us to our story. So, 590 BC. uh, Good year. It's a good year, right? Yeah. The Medians and the Lydians, um, they're, you know, they're, they kind of, they have a border on on this river called the Hollis River. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, they're they're not necessarily friends. They're not necessarily enemies. They're kind of just in this middle ground. Okay. Um, it all starts in 590 BC, though. We have um, a war breaks out between them. And the way it happened is kind of absurd. Um, and this is where we have, like, ancient authors. You kind of question their reliability a lot of the time. Some are better than others. Even the best, though. Sometimes you're like, eh, really? Is that it? Has that happened? Mm-hmm. So this comes from a, a Greek historian by the name of Herodotus. And um, he records that a group of Scythians, which are a nomadic group of people from the steppes, they were at the court of a the king of Media at the time, King Xyaxeres. Great name, by the way. Yeah, wow. Xyaxeres. I think that we need to name one of our future animals uh, Xyaxeres. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> These Scythians, in one way or another, they're at the court of Xyaxeres, and they were humiliated by him. I, I don't know why. I don't know how. Um, but they're they're humiliated. In order to get back at Xyaxeres, they killed uh-huh. a Median boy Aww. and fed him to Xyaxeres. Oh, God. Yeah, unknowingly to Xyaxeres, of course. Right, right. He thinks he's eating pork. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and they, he's eating a boy? And he's eating a boy. From his own country. From his own country, yeah. <gasps> um, Did he know the boy or was it just a random boy? We honestly, Herodotus doesn't go into it, so okay. we don't know. Okay. And again, this is like one of those things, like, I we, this could be one of those, like, tropes mm-hmm. that's created at, well after the fact. Because, you know, this happened in 590 BC. Herodotus was probably born around, like, 100 years after this. Mm-hmm. Like, born, right? So... We, we just don't know it 100%. Um, but anyways, these Scythians now, you know, obviously not in the good grace of Xyaxeres. No, that was messed up. A little messed up. They flee to the court of uh, the king of Lydia, uh-huh. Aliotes. Okay. So you have Xyaxeres, who's the king of Media, and the king of Lydia is King Aliotes. Some good names. Great names, I know. Mm-hmm. It's It's amazing. So upon, obviously, like upon finding out everything that happened, um, Xyaxeres demands that Aliotes extradites these Scythians back to Media, but his demand was refused and war breaks out between the two countries. Wow. I wonder why he refused. I wonder, I'd be like, wow, you guys, that was really gross. That was a really gross prank. You got to get out of here. Yeah, it's like you're you're going back. He must have had animosity towards Xyaxeres' Exactly. Enough to, like, let this start a war. Right. I know. And there's a, we, there's only speculation. We have no idea. But it, it is kind of interesting. We talked about the Scythians in a previous episode, right? When we were discussing... Um, was it the legend of the... Um, 
oh my gosh, the Amazonian women. Did we bring that up in an episode? The Scythians? Yeah. Yes, yes. Because how they could have been the 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 models, I guess, of yeah, the Amazonians. Because yeah. Because their women were, they raised men and women equally in terms of horseback riding and mm-hmm. archery and fighting and things, right? Yeah, they were quote unquote raised in the saddle. Yes, raised in the saddle and they were nomadic and always just like exactly crushing it. In exactly. The saddle. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing in the saddle. That's true. Yeah, they didn't really have cities. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this war over something absurd lasts for like five years. I um, mean, <laughs> it is absurd. I I don't blame Syaxeres, though. No, I don't blame him either. We don't I'm know the details, pissed. but that's really not chill. No, I'd say that's pretty unchill, yeah. Oh my god. So... So it lasts for five years. Lasts for five years, and we're gearing up to what would be a climactic battle. Mm-hmm. And it starts off indecisively. Okay. Which, based off how this war is going, that honestly doesn't surprise me too much. Okay. Um, but something interesting happens. Tor, at some point during the battle, an eclipse forms. Wow. An eclipse, yeah. So like day, A solar eclipse? A solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Day becomes night. Um, this freaks out everybody. Because they view this as a sign from the gods that they are not pleased. Uh huh. And so um, this battle is taking place between the Lydians and who else? And the Medes. And the, the Medians. Medes. Okay. Yes. So they're battling. They're battling it and, out. And in, in the midst of fighting is when the solar eclipse yes. occurs. And everyone stops fighting because <gasps> it's like, oh, this is freaky. And not only that, like almost immediately, like not only the battle ends, like the wars, the war ends. A peace <sighs> treaty is signed. Because they're like, the gods are so mad they took the sun away. Yes, exactly. Oh. And so they're like, okay, we're done. We're done. And these <laughs> these two countries would never fight again. This oh is my it. God. Like, yeah, this is it. Um, There's more on that in just a moment. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, so the peace treaty signed and it ends the war. Aliati's daughter, mm-hmm. Arianus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But... Mm-hmm. She marries Zyaxeres' son, Astyages, mm. and the Hollis River is now like the official boundary between the two nations. That's a good political move to right. ensure no future war. Exactly. At least for the next generation. And it's interesting because according to legend, Astyages is the grandson of a man who, one of the few you know leaders in history who we give the cognomen the Great to. Who? Cyrus. Cyrus the Great? Cyrus the Great, oh, yes. Oh, cool. And so this battle is interesting for a few reasons. One of them I just kind of alluded to. But one of them is um, the mathematician, astronomer, and philosopher Thales of Miletus actually predicted this to happen. Predicted the solar eclipse? The solar eclipse, yeah. So, um, in fact, much later Roman statesman Cicero claimed that Thales was the first man to ever predict a solar eclipse. What a good astronomer. I know. And even to this day, um, some historians are a little skeptical on this. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, it's kind of loosely agreed upon that he did indeed, like, predict this to happen. He was able to calculate, like... He was a brilliant mathematician. The sun and the moon. Oh, yeah. I mean, someone else, I think it was Plato Uh or Aristotle. I can't remember which one, but he he said that Thales or Thales of Miletus was the the first like OG Greek philosopher. Like he was like the the best of the best. Oh, 
okay. He had very high reverence in, even centuries later. Yeah, it sounds like I mean, it. Cicero is like 500 years later. So like, yeah. you know, obviously like, you know, this is, this guy was really, really well respected. For a long time. For a long time, yes. <laughs> and here we are talking about Thales of Miletus yes, on our podcast. Exactly. I can go into like Miletus and it, its role as an Ionian Greek city, but state, but I think most listeners would probably like go to sleep with that stuff. I fell asleep just while you were finishing that sentence. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so number two, another reason why this is even more interesting, this alliance um, formed a long-lasting impact on the course of human history. Very, very long story short. Remember how I mentioned Cyrus? Yeah. So he ends up um, overthrowing Cyrus, ends up overthrowing Astyages okay. and the, the entire Median Empire. Uh-oh. And forming the Persian Achaemenid Empire, which ironically would become the greatest empire the world had ever seen. Um, and not only did he overthrow, you know, Astyages, um, the successor to the Lydian kingdom, a guy by the name of Croesus. Uh-huh. No, they have this long-standing agreement now by this time right. that okay, I have to come to the aid of my you know former enemy, now friend, mm-hmm. the Medians, and they uh, they duke it out and. Um, uh, what's his face? Cyrus wins. Mm-hmm. So Cyrus wins, and then conquers Lydia as well. Okay. So like both of these kingdoms that fought each other and were like poised to become like you know the superpowers, basically, yeah. they both fall within like a generation. Okay, so that's also why they didn't fight again. Yeah, yeah, that's I know that's kind of why that's why I alluded to. It. I was like, well, they, they didn't fight, and there's like there's a good reason for that. They're gone. <laughs> They're both gone. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Cyrus the Great conquers them both. Okay. And so it's interesting because, like, if there was not an alliance formed between the Medes and the Lydians, it's very possible that Lydia could have survived this Persian advance, mm. right, in some way, shape, or form. But, again, that's just kind of, like, alternative history. And yeah. it's, like, a great, like, what-if scenario. Right. What is certain, though, is that this, you know, this eclipse essentially did, you know, impact human history. Yeah. And also, um, this is one of the earliest events in all of history where we know the precise date because, because of that of eclipse. eclipse. You're right. Yeah. We don't usually know the exact date for like ancient history. Things. Yeah. Like something that's over 2,500 years old. We're not going to know the exact dates, but this time we know it was May 28th, 585 BC. That's crazy. <laughs> no, isn't that nuts? Wow. <laughs> and, um, Again, I bet some people even know like kind of the time of day that it would have happened and everything too. Right. Yeah. I think we know it was like kind of later, like the later afternoon. Oh my God. Is How, that insane? Can you imagine like a, the chaos of a battlefield, right? Like the mass like sounds and emotions and all of a sudden all of that just coming to like stillness. Because the sun is gone. Yeah. And people will be like, uh. And day becomes night. Yeah. That's crazy. The gods are not pleased. No. Yeah. And so, and that's it, guys. That's, that's the story. It's, it's a short one, but I, I did a TikTok on this and I really felt that I needed to just dive a little bit deeper just because it was so, just so weird and so interesting. That is so interesting. I'm sorry if you said this before, but does Mm -hmm. the battle have a name? Uh, The Battle of the Eclipse or the Battle of the Hollis River. I like the Battle of the Eclipse. I know, I do too. That that's, sounds like a George R. R. Martin thing. That's the name that was given to it, I think, on like you know, like Wikipedia or something like that. That's really cool. It definitely yeah. sounds like um, that'd be the good title of like a fantasy book, even. I know. If you could like write a story, someone do this. One of the weirdos and give us credit 
<laughs> um, right, like a like a fantasy world version of this whole eclipse and the battle and the kingdoms and everything. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Write this down, guys. Write this down. Write this down. This is a money maker. Write this maker. down, Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible, babe. Thank you so much for teaching us about the battle of the eclipse. I, Aside from you, obviously, mm-hmm. like, because um, I had heard of your... TikTok. I don't have TikTok right now, everyone. That's why I say I've I've heard of your TikTok. I've heard of your TikTok. Not seen it because it's too addictive for me. So I had to delete it. But I hear you recording your TikToks and things <laughs> like that. So aside from you, I had not heard of this battle, which sounds crazy because it seems like, a, like I said, like a thing out of like a movie mm-hmm. or fiction, but it's real. I know. Sometimes like reality is stranger than fiction. I think this is a good example of that. That's so cool. And where did you learn about this? This is, um, I actually learned from a few different sources, like w- some from other podcasts. What podcast? One of them is the the History of Persia podcast. Okay. Great podcast, by the way. Um, highly recommend it. Um, and then also uh, Wikipedia. And then also uh, first Herod- uh, Herodotus, Herodotus, the histories by Herodotus. And Herodotus, you've told me before, is this the historian that would really confuse dates normally? Or like time? No, so he confused, um, or he didn't confuse, he vastly overestimated numbers. Okay, that's so what like, I meant. Yeah, yeah, so he would say like during the invasion <laughs> of like of Greece by the Persians in like 480, he estimated there was like 2 million Persians that came by. And most historians are like, okay, like all historians are like, no, that's absurd. There's no There's way. There's no way. Um, but so they're like, what they do think though is that he could have... He didn't. His Persian wasn't as good as they as he thought. Oh, and so, like, and so he was misunderstanding. Yes, there was like uh, there's two, basically the word for like a unit of a thousand men and a unit for ten thousand men are is very similar. Uh-huh. And then we, they think he got it confused, so they really think there was an army of two hundred thousand, which is even insane. at the time that's nuts. Uh-huh. I mean, even today that's insane. Yeah, but back then that's just like utterly in, absurd. But like. I guess I shouldn't say absurd. It's just ridiculous. Um, but it is still plausible because the Persians, um, at their very height, they would in like 500 BC, they controlled around 40% or they their subjects were like 40% of the entire world's population. That's insane to think about. Right. For almost half the world. Was a Persian subject. Wow. Yeah. But also, can you imagine Herodotus like, going around getting information talking to people and being like oh my like him misunderstanding me like two million oh my god <laughs> I, know. I have to write this down yeah two million people at that time would have been two percent of the entire world's population yeah so, so it's funny that he didn't think he was misunderstanding i know <laughs> so yeah because like and so point two percent of the world's entire world's population still a very large percent very right large but you know more plausible yeah well, thank you, babe. You're so very welcome. Always, you're always so full of knowledge. Thank you. It's one of I the many things I love about you. Aw. Well, thank you, weirdos, for listening to today's episode about the Battle of the Eclipse. Yeah, or Hollis River. And I know it was a short one, guys, but hopefully you still learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a ton. So thank you all. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this is episode 40. Episode 40. And so in... 10 episodes that's how numbers work we will be on episode 50 and we want to do a very special episode for episode 50 and we would love to do like in addition to like a fun story or something do an ama like an ask us anything uh ama is ask me anything but it's Mm -hmm. both of us 
So please, um, you can email us at historyforweirdos at gmail.com. Any questions you have for us about the podcast, about us, um, our interests outside of history or, yeah. or weird history questions that you think are funny, anything. We would love to hear from you all. So again, you can email us at historyforweirdos at gmail.com. Yes, or even find us on Instagram at History for Weirdos as well. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to interact on my TikTok, uh, you can find me at Roma.Omnia. Yeah, I highly recommend them. Thank you, yes. Again, I only hear them from the other room. <laughs> but they sound very entertaining. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you, weirdos. Have a wonderfully weird week in honor of us. And until next time. Until next time, weirdos. Adios. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. <laughs>